I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. Today, we've got a couple of absolutely crazy stories. But first, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. That said, our first story of the day is stepbrother humiliates me in school, so I made him fail his final exams. What is family? Well, for a while, I thought the family was everything. They're the ones you turn to when everyone else turns their back on you. When the world says no, they're the ones that open their arms to you with a big yes. When you're at your lowest lows, they're the ones that bring you back up. Aww, that sounds good, and I know lots of us want that. But the reality is far from this, especially when you have step-family. My stepbrother completely humiliated me in school by telling everyone my deepest, darkest secret. A secret he swore to take to his grave. But not to worry, I dealt with him in a way that he'll never forget. But first, details. My mom and dad had a bad divorce a few years ago. They've been having issues back-to-back for a long time, always having to go for marriage counseling and stuff. I wasn't really surprised that they eventually ended it. What surprised me was the circumstances leading to the end. My dad caught her banging another dude in our house. I had gone to school then, so I didn't get the full details. But I know that the day before, my dad had publicly announced at the dinner table that he was going to travel for a business trip the next day. He even had my mom drive him to the airport. But once my mom left, he turned around and went to a motel, then snuck back home. Turns out he had already known the fact that mom was cheating on him and he wanted to catch them in the act. The dude mom was banging with some chiropractor or something. That's funny because I never thought mom was into chiropractics. Anyways, they had a huge fight that day and mom left the house. Dad sent her divorce papers the next day. The whole divorce procedure was finalized in two months. Mom tried to gain custody of me and that part of the divorce was messy, but when it fell to me to decide who I wanted to stay with, I chose my dad. I was angry at the time because of the whole mom's a cheater tune I still had ringing in my head at the time. But the truth was that I didn't know the whole story because dad was careful about his escapades. But mom found out and that's why she tried to retaliate, I guess. Anyways, I should have chosen to live with my mom. A few weeks after the divorce, a strange woman started to visit the house more and more. I knew her as the real estate agent that sold the house to mom and dad. And when she started to come around often, I was under the impression that dad wanted to sell the house. That made sense. He didn't want to keep the house that had memories of mom's cheating, right? Wrong. A few weeks later, she started to sleep over, and that was when I knew that she hadn't come to sell the house. Dad just had a divorce with his wife less than two months ago, and another woman is already sleeping over. It looks like Dad wasn't completely innocent after all. Anyways, a few days later at the breakfast table, Dad made some really, really bad pancakes, then announced to me that he was going to marry the real estate agent and she was going to be my stepmom. I was mad at him because it became evident that he had been seeing the real estate agent even while he was married to mom, and that the whole divorce was his fault. 
I didn't really have much of a say in the matter, so I just went with it. One day, a few weeks into their marriage, the real estate agent came to visit, but she didn't come alone. She came with her son, CJ. CJ was a junior in my high school where I was a freshman. He had a big build and was a wide receiver for the school football team. The girls loved him because he was really handsome. Brown hair, hazel eyes, a chiseled jaw, and perfect teeth. The works. I would have liked him too if he wasn't such a jerk to me in school. I was a typical science nerd and an ideal victim for all this bullying. He steals my lunch money and gives me wedgies anytime he could. It was horrible. And now he was being introduced to me as my future older stepbrother? I erupted. I yelled and begged my dad to not go through with the wedding. I told him all the horrors I've had to endure in school with CJ and how I can't have those horrors follow me into my home, my safe zone. I even threatened to go and live with mom if he was going to go through with the wedding. Then a few days later, CJ and his mom came back again. He apologized profusely for all the terrible things that he had done to me in school. He even told me things I wanted to hear about how much of a jerk he was and that he was only bullying me because he felt insecure about a lot of things. I forgave him instantly because I was a stupid kid who gets played easily. Well, CJ stopped the bullying at the time. We walked to school together, talked about girls, and he even introduced me to some of his friends on the football team. I was in too deep that I couldn't see the ruse. After the wedding, CJ returned to his normal self, with the bullying and everything else. I tried to tell my dad and my new stepmom about it, but they didn't do anything to help me. Nothing changed. It got even worse because he bullied me at school and at home. By the time I got to sophomore year and he was in senior year, I was happy because in one year he'll be done with high school and off to college, so I could enjoy the rest of my school years in peace. Throughout all the bullying, there was nothing much I could do but rant about it in my journal. And no, it's not a diary, it's a journal. I write things I don't want to forget, or don't want to tell anyone in it. One day, CJ decided to kick his bullying up a notch. He came into my room and asked to borrow $20. When I told him I didn't have it, he went back to his room. I went downstairs to get some snacks a few minutes later, and he went into my room again, probably to steal my money or something. During his search, he found my journal in my closet. When I came back to my room, I couldn't find the journal and I immediately knew what had happened. I hurried to his room and begged him to give me back my journal. He said he'd return it if I'd give him 50 bucks. I had only $57.72 to my name at the time, but I gave him the 50 bucks. He returned my journal to me and I thought that was the end of it. Unknown to me, CJ had already taken photos of the notes in my journal. The next day, he decided to read it to the whole school during lunch break. I felt horrified when I saw him climb the table and announce that he had something juicy he'd like the school to listen to. He pulled out his phone from his jacket and read out some of the most embarrassing secrets, leaving out all the parts where I wrote about the bullying. The whole school laughed and I was so embarrassed. I told my dad about it one more time, but once again, he didn't lift a finger. During fall break, I decided to leave town to go to my mom's. I needed some time away from home to reflect and just, you know, build back some normalcy in my life. My mom was staying with a boyfriend named Mark. He was a professor at the local university. He was also a science nerd and we hit it off immediately. We did some experiments together and he even let me work on his Ford Raptor F-150. It was fun and I instantly started to regret not choosing to live with my mom. 
Mark had a son who was a year older than me. His name is McKay. We stayed up one night talking about family and school and stuff. I told him about CJ and how he bullies me. McKay told me to hit him up if CJ gave me any more trouble. I simply nodded. I had to go back home a few days later for school and all the hells that came with it. The problems with CJ only got worse. It was as though he was looking out for new ways to embarrass me. He started sneaking into my room more often, going through my stuff, looking for something. It was crazy. I wasn't at ease in my own house. I couldn't do things I wanted to do in private because I was always scared that CJ might be out there watching. One night, when I couldn't hold it anymore, I said goodbye to my dad and stepmom after dinner and went upstairs to sleep. I made sure to walk past CJ's room to make sure he was asleep. I pressed my ear to his door and, when I couldn't hear anything, I decided that he'd gone to bed. I hurried into my room to get my lotion, then I walked to my bathroom to, you know, do me, and the worst thing happened. I forgot to lock my bathroom door. I was deep into, you know, when I heard someone snickering behind me. I turned around sharply and saw CJ standing behind me with his phone recording me in the act. I was completely mortified. I went on my knees and begged him to delete the video. He said okay, but I'd have to pay him first. I did. I gave him all the money I was saving for a new gaming setup, which was $122 at the time. He deleted the video in my presence, and for a while I thought I was safe. Until a few days later, all the students received a broadcast message during lunch. I checked my phone, and there I was. In my bathroom, with my pants down, you know the rest. I almost choked on my cheeseburger as I watched myself going at it. A burst of loud laughter erupted in the cafeteria as the students pointed at me as they watched the video. I took one look at the center, and it was CJ. I couldn't hold back the tears that fell from my eyes. I ran out of the cafeteria, into the hallway, then grabbed my bag from my locker and went home. I didn't bother to tell my dad because it was way too embarrassing to talk about, and I knew that he wasn't going to do anything about it. I kept it to myself, and I didn't go to school for a few days. I claimed that I had the flu. When my dad tried to make me go to school, I took a bus and went back to my mom's. I told McKay what happened, and he told me not to lay low anymore. CJ wasn't going to stop if I didn't do anything. He said it was time for me to go on the offense, and he was going to help me. I went home a few days later and I behaved like I was okay. CJ came to my room that night and apologized for humiliating me in school. He told me it won't happen again. I told him it was fine and that I'd forgiven him, but in truth, I was biding my time. I started to hang out more with him to get a feel of what he was passionate about. One night, we hung out on the porch and he talked about college and how excited he was to go. He had just been scouted by one of the schools on his wish list. All he had to do was keep his grades up so he could go. I smiled to myself. I knew how to get my revenge. I texted McKay later that night and I told him how I'd like to get my revenge. I'm gonna make CJ fail his exams. That weekend, I went to Mark's to talk to McKay. We brainstormed ideas on how to sabotage his exams. At first, we wanted to hack into the school system to change his grades after the exams, but that was too risky. The school board might find out and I could get suspended or worse. We decided to make it look like he was cheating instead. Firstly, I had to get his examination schedule, then I had to buy a new smartphone, 
Then, the day before his chemistry exams, I compiled a list of answers I got from a 12th grade textbook, and I wrote them in two papers. I also compiled some answers to the math exam he had done the day before. Then, I snuck back to school that evening and used a piece of chewing gum to stick the sheets under his desk. I used some glue to stick the smartphone under his desk, and then I left. The next day, during his exams, I left my class to pee, and I walked past his examination hall. The students were all busy with their examinations, and I saw him at the far end of the room scribbling furiously on his answer sheet. I reached for my phone from my pocket, then dialed the number of the phone under his desk. All eyes turned to CJ as the phone began ringing under his desk. The invigilator walked over to him and removed the phone from under his desk. She also retrieved the papers, which looked like answers to the exam questions. CJ strongly denied having anything to do with the phone or the papers, but since he couldn't prove it, the invigilator walked him out of the exam hall. I had to rush into the restroom so they wouldn't see me as they walked into the hallway. The next day, my dad and his mom were called, and CJ was suspended. He had to redo his final year, and his scholarship was revoked. I had never seen CJ cry until that day. Funny how I didn't feel any guilt. He had it coming. Anyway, after the end of that school year, I decided to go and live with my mom and her new family, and I have to say, life has been good. Although OP's revenge didn't really have anything to do with social media, this story kind of made me think about how the prevalence of social media and how connected we are these days. One of the blessings and curses is people who are bullies like this, who try to move on and get big successes for themselves and scholarships. A lot of these things can be kind of exposed and publicly put out there in a way that maybe wasn't quite so possible with everybody trying to silence people like OP in the past. I mean, let's just look at things here how they are. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you are a massive bully, like just straight up ruin another kid's life, and you're also massively good at football, do you deserve to lose your scholarship? Should professional teams be expected to lose interest in you as a prospect? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. That said, our final story of the day is I gave my best friend the most hideous haircut ever. My friends and I had been best friends for a long time. I met the first in school and the second was my neighbor. We've been very close ever since. We did everything together and told each other everything. My second best friend was particularly closer to me because she was closer in proximity. She lives in the house next to ours and her family's friends with my family. That was because her father and my dad taught in the same university. My other friend lived closer to school, so we would go to her house after school every other day for snacks and drinks, and then go to my second best friend's house. 
She didn't live close to us, but she practically lived in my second best friend's house. It was more convenient since my second best friend is an only child, and they had enough room in their home. I, on the other hand, had three brothers and the house was always full. Naturally, we hung out at my second best friend's house all the time. But sometimes we hung out at mine. Occasionally, we hung out at my first best friend's house. But that was usually when we had a special party in school or a school project to work on. I was 13 when I started hairstyling. My grandmother was a hairstylist, so she taught me how to style and cut hair too. Growing up, we had a little salon in my first best friend's house. Girls from school would make their parents bring them to the house so I would style their hair and I always did a good job. My friends and I were always rocking great hairstyles anyway, so many girls wanted to look as good as we did. We had to shut down our little hair salon because my mom was upset about how I already had a job at 14. My dad also worried that my grades would go low, so that's why my best friends and I packed up our one month old salon. I never stopped styling hair though. I cut my mom's hair and that of my two brothers. My older brother never let me cut his hair, even though he's seen that I did a good job with my brother's hair. I guess he didn't want me to be as mean to him as he was to me all my life. My brother, like most brothers, was annoying. He teased me to no end and would frequently rat me out to my mom. I did not like him growing up and I made sure my friends didn't like him too. We wouldn't speak to him whenever he tried to talk to us or get involved in our conversations. It wasn't that I hated my brother or that he was a jerk. We had good times and he was a very supportive guy, but he would do the most annoying thing right after helping with my assignments or helping me take my medicine. I had no idea my best friend and my brother were dating. I never even suspected that they could be together. (laughs) Not even once. She, like me, always thought he was gross and geeky. We even made fun of his beard together. If anyone had asked me which of my best friends I thought my brother would date, I would have said it was most likely to have been my first best friend. My first best friend would let my brother bore us with his botany talk and boring science theories. She once said that he was even kind of cool. When she said that, my second best friend and I rolled our eyes at her. Yeah, he's so cool. He wants to talk about trees and flowers, I'd said sarcastically. And where plants get their air from and what a banana tree looks like, my second best friend added. She also once said he was cute. It was when my brother's article about plants was featured in the school's magazine and his picture was on it. Wow, you know, your brother's cute, she said. As usual, we rolled our eyes at her. See, I'd even thought at the time that my first best friend probably liked him. But she started dating a popular guy in school, so I knew there was no way she was interested in dating my nerdy brother. Shortly after my second best friend and her boyfriend broke up, she started acting weird and different. I figured it was because she wasn't over her breakup. She and her ex-boyfriend had been together for a short while, but she'd liked him for a longer time. And she didn't get to enjoy their relationship because his family had to move to another state just after they had started dating. They broke up not long after we moved because they couldn't sustain a long-distance relationship. I noticed how she would spend time all by herself, and whenever I asked her where she was, she would say she's reading a book or some other strange excuse. Get this, my second best friend never just read books. My first best friend was more of the reader. My suspicion that something was going on grew when one day I was standing in the garden in front of my house and I saw my best friend all dressed up. I walked over to compliment her dress and ask where she was going. Oh, I'm hanging out with some friends, she said. What friends, I asked. 
I didn't know any other friends she had. She didn't even make friends easily. She was close to her mom and us and that was it. Oh, they don't go to our school. You don't know them. I did not believe her, but I didn't ask any further questions. When I got back in, I asked my other first best friend if our friend had told her about going out with any friends and she said not. Maybe she was going out with her cousins, she offered and changed the topic. I'm sure she didn't understand why I was so puzzled and didn't think it was a serious issue. I suspected something some other time when my second best friend was in my room, trying out new pieces of jewelry with me. We were talking about seeing a movie and I suggested a recent movie. They say, no, I saw it some days ago. Let's watch something none of us have seen before. I say, you went to the movie some days ago? They say, yes. I say, really? With whom? They said, no one. I went alone. I say, you went alone? They say, sometimes people like to go out and be by themselves. Is that such a bad thing? I say, no, but it's so unlike you. I turned to my first best friend. Isn't that different? They said, yeah, kinda. This breakup is changing things for you, she said, and pulled my second best friend's cheeks. I was not convinced that my friend went alone, but I had to shut up about it, lest they start to wonder if I'm crazy. Her weird disappearance continued. Even at a carnival, her parents were looking around for her, and she would appear and reappear again. It was weird. I asked my first best friend if she did not think it was strange that our friend was missing in action. They said, I honestly haven't noticed. I think you notice more because you live close to each other. I said, I guess. They said, don't worry, she's fine. I don't think she's that shaken up by the breakup. She looks more beautiful and happier as of late. I shook my head and said, no, it's not that I don't think she's fine. Do you think she maybe has a secret boyfriend that we don't know about? They said, of course not. Why would she hide her boyfriend? It's not like she would date some creep that she'd need to hide from us. I agreed and we enjoyed the rest of the carnival. My mom soon started asking my brother about his new girlfriend. He had asked for some money from the money he was saving with her to take his girlfriend out. We want to meet her, my mom said. I rolled my eyes and my dad tapped me to stop. When are we all going to just admit to ourselves that he does not have a girlfriend? I do have a girlfriend, he said. He does have a girlfriend, my mom affirmed. I said, yeah, in his head. My younger brother laughed and said, I think he has a girlfriend. I think I have a pony in the backyard and a boat, I replied. My brothers laughed. Don't make fun of my baby, my mom chided us and we stopped. I could have wondered if my brother and my second best friend were together. Maybe he was her secret boyfriend and my brother's girlfriend wasn't imaginary, but that didn't even occur to me at all. I just could not picture them together. I didn't find out they were together until one day when I was leaving for the dog shelter where I was volunteering. I saw my brother's car parked just in front of my best friend's house. They couldn't see me because I was standing in the garden and the bushes covered me. My second best friend was sitting in the passenger seat and my brother in the driver's seat and they were kissing. They were so engrossed in it I had to look away. Soon after they stopped and my best friend came down from his car and walked briskly into her house. My brother drove forward. He was supposed to be at the library writing a new article. I was so shocked by what I had seen that I was very disconnected from the animal shelter. I kept wondering why they would hide it from me. Also, some years back, her cousin came over to her house and stayed with them for a full year. I had a huge crush on the guy and asked if I could ask him out, but she said no. That would be weird dating my cousin. Plus, he would be gone soon anyway. I agreed and never contested that. But she was dating my brother. What a hypocrite. 
I asked my mom about my brother's girlfriend when I got home. I guess he's been seeing her for some months now. Your brother is smitten by her, but he wants to introduce her to us when the time is right. I said, are you not bothered that you don't know who your son is dating? She said, not really. He'd be asking her to prom anyway, so I guess we'll all meet her then. I was offended that my brother and best friend had kept their relationship away from me, but was even madder at my friend because she had stopped me from dating her cousin. My brother was still away, so I snuck into his room and checked his computer to see if I could get more details. I saw that they'd been texting each other in their texts. She told him she wanted to tell me they were dating, but he asked that she wait. You said you wanted prom to be perfect for you, he said. Why not wait until after prom to tell her? She would figure something is going on if I go to prom as your date. We would find a way to go together. You don't have to be my girlfriend to go to prom with me as my date, was his response. I felt uncomfortable reading their chats, so I shut his computer and left for my room. It was prom season and some of the seniors in school were already asking me to help do their hair. When I told my best friends about it, they pouted. You can style all the girls in school, but we're a priority, my second best friend said. Of course, you need a haircut anyway, I said. She said yes and ran her hand through her hair. I'm getting a haircut too, my first best friend exclaimed. I laughed, everybody gets a haircut. I cut my first best friend's hair first and it came out nice. Everyone complimented her hair. My second best friend wanted a haircut too and she wanted something similar to what I had done for our friend. She had a picture of the hair she wanted and she brought it along with her when she came over to get her hair cut. I knew she would see what I was doing if we sat close to the mirror, so I made sure she sat on my bed while I cut her hair. When I kept cutting her hair, she asked if that was not enough, but I kept telling her no, I had it all under control, I assured her. She couldn't touch me because she knew how that upset me. I hated it when I was cutting or styling someone's hair, and they interrupted me by repeatedly touching their hair. When I was done, she walked to my mirror and screamed. I was scared she would attack me. She was a bit smaller than I was, but I'd seen her fight many times. She was a feisty fighter. I ran downstairs to my brother's. She chased me screaming. When she got to the living room, she burst into tears. My brothers paused the video game they were playing and stared at her in horror. What the freak did you do? My older brother said lividly. I know you two have been dating secretly, I said triumphantly, still breathing hard from all the running I had done. So you give her a terrible haircut? Are you crazy? My brother was livid. So was my entire family and my best friend's family. Our other best friend was mad at me too. For two weeks, they all avoided me. Nobody understood why I was mad. They just chalked it up to being mad that my best friend was dating my brother, but it was beyond that. She had prevented me from going out with her cousin and kept talking about how it would be awkward and all that, only for her to go on and date my brother. I didn't care that everyone was mad at me. I had done what I'd wanted, so I was not bothered. Her mother took her to a salon and the hairdresser managed to make what's left of her hair a pixie haircut. We never moved on from that. My friend and brother kept dating, but she avoided me for a very long time. Even when she started speaking to me, she didn't want to be friends. Was it really worth it? I don't know. I don't blame them for being upset, especially because they were a huge hypocrite. All I know, the main thing I picked up from this story is OP must have really been into their friend's cousin. Cause man, they seem devastated by not getting a chance to go after that. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. 
Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.